Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning on this first Sunday of Advent. I'm Pastor Julie Lewis, and we are in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 and 7 through 11. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. There, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As you probably know, my mother and I are traveling buddies, and we have been on many adventures together. Once she decided to take me to see Niagara Falls, and she wanted to go on the Canadian side. She said the view was better on that side, and indeed it is. Well, it was long enough ago that GPS wasn't a common thing, but MapQuest was fairly new and in wide use. Usually, I am the driver, and she gets to navigate on this kind of trip, so she had diligently entered the information into MapQuest and had printed out pages of directions, each one neatly listed with approximate mileage, route numbers, exit numbers, and so on. Well, after dealing with a less-than-agreeable border control agent from Canada, we made our way into Ontario, very close to Niagara Falls. She kept navigating and giving me the next direction on the list, and even though I saw that we had passed the exits that clearly said Niagara, she told me that we still had about 57 miles to go. Well, I was very confused and getting a bit hungry, so we pulled into a mini-mart to take a break and get a snack. And I asked her if I could look at the directions and if she had the phone number for the hotel. I called the hotel and they gave me their address and directions. They were totally different than the ones on the MapQuest list. So I took a closer look. When my mother had put the destination in for directions, she had somehow managed to put our our destination as just Ontario. Now, yes, we were going to Ontario, but since she had not put in the rest of the address, or if she did, they had somehow gone missing, we saw that the directions were taking us to the exact center of Ontario. I thought it was pretty funny, because when you read through the directions, you could see that we were going to end up in front of a restaurant in a city that was indeed the center of Ontario. The last direction said, turn left onto blankety-blank street, and in half a block, your destination is on the right. So with our new directions, we headed back to Niagara and found our hotel without any problems. 
Now, we still laugh about our trip to the center of Ontario, but honestly, it could have been a disaster. We thought we knew where we were going. I even saw the right signs, but kept following the wrong directions in spite of the fact that I was pretty sure we were headed in the wrong direction because I believed the map knew better. Who knows what kind of place the center of Ontario really is? Was that a good neighborhood? Would we have been able to figure out how to get back to where we were supposed to be? MapQuest was sending us exactly where we asked to go, but we didn't ask the right question. I think our lives can be like this too. If we don't ask the right questions or aren't following the right directions, we can end up in places that we don't really want to be, doing things we really don't want to be doing. Today begins the season of Advent, and every year I get the question, what exactly is Advent? Some denominations don't celebrate it, so it's an honest question. So just in case there are some of you who don't really know what Advent means, I'll catch you up. Advent is the beginning of the Christian year and consists of the four weeks before Christmas Day. For Christians, the Advent season and what the world calls the Christmas season are one and the same. During Advent, we enter into a time of preparing our hearts for the arrival of Jesus, the incarnation of God into the world. We use this time to reflect on why the world needed a Savior in the first place and what in our own lives may need to change to line up with Christ's teachings. We also anticipate his second coming, which will restore the earth to its original glory and usher in the time of judgment on all humankind. That is why we have Advent readings and light the candles on the Advent wreath to reflect the sinful nature of humanity and to talk about the coming Savior, who is the light of the world. As John the Baptist tells us, we are to prepare the way for the Lord, and that begins in our hearts as we confess our sins and make room to welcome our Savior on Christmas morning. Now, I like to have a theme during Advent, and this year I have selected the theme of Follow the star, find your way home. Over these four weeks, we'll look at these three wise men we read about in Matthew 2 and talk about how they found the baby Jesus. We'll look at what it means for us to follow that star and allow it to lead us to Jesus. You'll see a lot of stars this year. We're going on a journey together for Advent. My prayer is that each one of us will decide to follow that star and find our way home for Christmas. And I pray, too, that each one of you will invite someone else to come and join us on that journey. Everyone needs a home for Christmas, and I pray that home is found in Jesus. So let's talk about these three wise men. Sometimes they're called magi or even kings. Well, they probably were not really kings, but the word used here is often used to talk about astrologers or magicians. Most likely, since they noticed the star, they were probably astrologers who studied the movements of the stars in order to predict the future. Just like astrologers today use the position of the stars to give you a prediction based on your sign. They more than likely were learned men trying to do the same thing. What is certain is that they were not Jewish people who followed God. They probably had their own pagan gods or maybe even no god at all other than the stars they studied. But they did know the Hebrew scriptures and knew the words of the Jewish prophets. When they come to Herod, they knew exactly who they were looking for, 
Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? It's very interesting to me that with all the faithful Jewish people, including their most learned leaders, these three non-Jewish men were the only ones who recognized this sign. When scripture clearly talks about it, how did they see it when all others failed? Well, my guess is that they actually had to look. That's what we're talking about today. What these wise men looked for and why. Well, first, they had to look up. One of, on one of my travels, on one of my travels with mom, we went to Paris and went to the Louvre Museum. It's a beautiful art museum full of statues like the Venus de Milo, beautiful paintings like the Mona Lisa, and so many other works of art. And I was spending so much time soaking in all the items on display that I was about halfway through when my mother pointed to the ceiling. I almost gasped at its beauty. On each ceiling section were painted some amazing works of art so much that I wanted to just literally lie down on the floor and take it all in. They were almost more beautiful than the items on the walls, and I could have gone through the whole museum and not even glanced up once. I would have missed so much simply because I allowed my focus to be in one direction instead of taking in the big picture and seeing what was all around me. Psalm 8.3 reminds us, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Now, we certainly can't walk around with our gaze always to the skies, but do we take the time to stop and look up at the magnificence of God's creative powers, looking up to see the beauty of the universe beyond our grasp, the sun, the moon, and the stars? We see the work of an amazing God, and maybe, just maybe, we'll see something more than this day-to-day -day life as we look into the heart of our Creator God. Remember to look up. In the book of Numbers, there are some pretty interesting stories, and one of them is about the prophet, the non-Jewish prophet, Balaam. A man named Balak was king of the Moabites, who were enemies of the Israelites, and his people were so afraid of them, he hired Balaam to curse them publicly so his people might not be afraid anymore. While Balaam was unusually faithful to the Israelites' God and was only able to say what God told him to say, which was to bless the Israelites and curse the Moabites. And this happened three times. Balak gets so angry that he demands Balaam retract his blessings on the Israelites. But instead, Balaam gives him a prophecy. He says in Numbers 24, I can see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the borderlands of Moab. See, Balaam gives a clear sign that there will be one who rises out of Israel who will rule over all. The three wise men knew this prophecy, as well as those from other prophets. Clearly, when they were looking up into the stars, they knew they were looking for a sign. And how did they know what to look for? Well, they had looked up, knew there was a God who had established the heavens and the earth. They read the word of God and studied it as, as they took the time to pay attention. They knew what to look for. 
when we need to find our way home, how do we know what to look for? Often we look for signs. When we get close to home, we know it. It gives us joy as we see the sights of our town, our neighborhood, our driveway, or we smell the scents of home. But if our home is in Jesus, what signs are we looking for? When we read the same words those wise men read, we see the signs, the prophecies, and we know that Jesus is the one who was foretold from the beginning. He would be born in Bethlehem, born of the line of David, born of a virgin, born in a manger, would flee to Egypt and would heal the lame, make the blind see, free the oppressed, and so on. In order to find our way home, we need to know what signs to look for and then actually look for those signs. If our home is in Jesus, what signs are we looking for? Well, the wise men looked for a star. They were astrologers, after all. Of course they looked for a star. They said to Herod, we observed this, his star at its rising. Not only did they know the signs, but they knew what they meant. They knew that this one king was worthy of their praise and worship. The prophet Micah says in 5.2, But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. These three men were not Jews, yet they saw the sign, saw the star, and followed it to the place where the king of kings was born, just so they could worship him. Why? Because they were looking forward to a time of peace throughout the earth, when God's promises would be fulfilled. The prophet Isaiah says of Jesus in 9.6, For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Not only will Jesus be King of the Jews, but he will be Prince of Peace for all the world. We have always lived in a world of violence and hatred, war and oppression. Is there anyone among us or in history that has not longed for peace? Well, I would like to say all of us have wanted peace, but I'm not sure that's true. Every Christmas we sing about peace, yet each Advent I see people running around, wearing themselves out over decorations and gifts and parties and food and checking off those many, many lists. We say we want peace, yet we find ourselves physically and emotionally drained by the time Christmas morning runs around. Like our trip with MapQuest, we can be traveling at light speed, truly believing we're going in the right direction, yet we haven't put in the right destination. We say we want to have peace, but the directions we give are to do more and more things, spend more and more money, visit more and more family and friends, throw more and more parties, and decorate everything inside and out of our home. Where is our home? Do we truly have peace there? True peace can only come from the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. But in order to find our true home, like those three wise men, we have to look. Look up and see the glory of God in creation. Look for the signs that God is breaking into the world. Look for the star that will lead us to that home of peace. And look forward to the place where we will rest with God in eternal peace. 
Will we be too busy and too focused on the things around us to look up? What will we miss if we don't stop and look around? Live in the glory of each moment. Are we really at home where we are? Or is there something missing? Something more to life than just all this running around and chasing after things that keep us drained and feeling empty? Do we need peace? What will it take to find our way home? Jesus says in John 14, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. My peace I leave with you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Take a look around this Advent. Look for the signs. Ask the right questions. Know where you want to go and find your way home. Look up and see the face of God and Jesus Christ. Look for the signs all around you that God is breaking into the chaos to bring us peace. It is my prayer you'll find your way home because you have made a home for Christ in your heart. This morning, you're, you were given a glow-in-the-dark star. Remember that in order for it to glow, it has to soak in the light. Jesus is the light of the world. In order for us to shine with the light of Christ, we have to soak it in too. When you see a star this year, any star, remember the wise men and follow it home, home to Jesus. Then receive the great gift of peace that we can only find in Jesus Christ. Amen.